Which, uh, coming back at you again, uh, I forgot to hit record, so I'm just going to do this over again real quick. Uh, today's date is December 26, 2019 on the cusp of, uh, Christmas, uh, the day after Christmas, this is actually being recorded. So, you know, uh, hopefully everybody got what they wanted, got all the good stuff, you know, didn't get all, you know. Just get get a horrible horrible item that you didn't want. Oh my god, who who gave me butter for Christmas? What what trying? <laughs> what kind of messes are they trying to send me? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in your household. Don't judge me. I won't judge you, but I already did judge you. So where do we go from here? I don't know. Um, yeah. So. Uh, as I was saying before, uh, this is going to be the last episode of the year. I'm going to take a little break. Uh, probably be back like mid January, technically. So, just an FYI, in case, uh, you know, hey, um, what's up with this episode of Switching Sites? I don't know what's going on. Uh, my life is a wreck. I mean, I, I highly doubt anybody's freaking out like that but you know <coughs> just to just to let people know either way so um as promised um well actually let's cover uh one interesting very interesting news tidbit that did actually come out this week uh, in particular uh final fantasy 7 remake demo was uh leaked or listed at least on the PSN store. So pretty safe to say that, uh, the demo is going to come sometime soon. Probably hopefully before the new year, but maybe like in January, sometime in January, I assume. So, um, pretty certain it's probably the demo that everybody got to play at like E3. And I think a couple other events they had, uh, before that. So, cool either way I mean you know I'm definitely gonna play that as soon as it's available you know as soon as it's available I'm gonna play that as soon as it not even like a second later don't even matter what I'm doing it's gonna drop everything and play that immediately immediately you hear me immediately everything is is, is less important than this damn demo I'm just saying um, so yeah, basically somebody found that it was listed on the PSN store, basically, I guess in the same way, technically that, uh, resident evil three was leaked. So I think because now people are, are able to find that now, now, now everybody's just, uh, I guess looking to that more attentively now. And I guess people aren't, <laughs> I guess, realizing that are not preventing their stuff from going on the store yet until, I feel like at some point they're going to have to change it or change the protocol to some way, shape or form to kind of mitigate that. So we'll see. So apparently Final Fantasy 7 remake demo 
next, probably next year. I'm guessing I'll, I doubt they would rip drop it, even though they would have the the clout to do it. They they took they could drop it whenever they want it, really. And, you know, we'd be at their beck and call at this point. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I'm definitely uh definitely excited for it. They technically don't even need to do a demo. I'm very surprised that they actually are releasing a demo in general. Maybe a goodwill, sign a goodwill towards other people, something like that. However, that kind of goes. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. I likes it and I wants it. Likes it and I wants it. Um, yeah, that was really the only, I guess, major news, uh, major news story that came out this week. Pretty much going to be dead. Probably. Yeah. Wait until the new year with everybody going on break and all that stuff anyway. So, uh, pretty good time more than ever to, um, take a little break from the pride podcast, uh, flow. Um, anyway, so yeah. Yeah. So without further ado, uh, let's get into some of that, some of that nitty gritty stuff, um, in particular, which is the top 10 games of 2019, my top 10 games of 2019 in particular, you know, cause my word is law. If y'all ain't know, my word is literal law in case anybody wasn't aware but was misunderstood my word is law all right <laughs> it is it is respected so starting at number 10 that would have to be the ninja warriors again or aka the ninja saviors i think it's in uh, in all countries but japan or something like that but uh, basically a remake or more so remaster of um, of the original Ninja Warriors game that's for the Super Nintendo and I guess originally the arcades, but Super Nintendo version is way better in my opinion and drastically different than the um, the uh, arcade arcade port. So, but man, I mean, I was waiting for it and uh, I wasn't disappointed uh, giving you kind of someone knew what to expect with the remake, but they did a lot of pretty drastic changes, man, in terms of um, a lot of the characters are kind of being reinvented, um, touched up or just drastically hugely changed compared to their uh, original Super Nintendo counterparts. So uh, that in terms of the addition of co-op, which is that was always the biggest confusion with me with that game is like, this is a straight up legit beat em up, but there isn't co-op. It just didn't make sense. But now they do have uh, do have and have added co-op where it, maybe not the best, but uh, you share life, which uh, I've not always really necessarily been a fan of that. Uh, but I mean, I guess Mortal Kombat did it good. Uh, Shaolin monks that did, they did it pretty respectively. Um, so I mean, 
it depends, I guess. If you're really good, then uh, I guess it really don't matter. But still, I mean, for the average Joe, um, always found that to be kind of um, annoying because then it just put the pressure on whoever is the weakest link technically, which I don't know. I guess it just all comes down to your philosophy of playing or whatnot. So I don't know. What do I know? What do I freaking know anyway? I'm just, what do I, what do I even know? Um, but yeah, in terms of just overall experience, the remake soundtrack, um, you can unlock the original soundtrack to the game. Um, they had, they added two new characters after you beat the game. Um, a lot of cool stuff. Um, and yeah, definitely a worthy, a very welcome addition to, uh, the Ninja Warriors and make made the Ninja Warriors even better than what it originally was. So that's why I reached my number 10 spot. Uh, next on the list, uh, my friend Pedro, my friend Pedro, man, this game is just great. That's all I can really say. Um, yeah, like I was saying earlier, I think uh, last episode to some extent, um, it straight up is literally Hotline Miami and Max Payne. And if you just mashed them up together, you get you a nice little cookie called my friend Pedro. And uh, that's exactly um, what this game is. Cookies, because it's because it's good. It's good in so many facets when you eat it and then you lick it, and you, you know, that's my friend, Pedro. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though. Hopefully. Hopefully you get what I'm saying. But yeah, man, um, it was just such a great ride in terms of just the, the levels um, the creativity, like you can like, you can freaking kick a pan and shoot, shoot, uh, at the pan and it'll ricochet and hit, hit folks, um, in the, in the, um, in the game, um, in, in the level, um, you can like, you could skateboard and be shooting in skateboard. You could be like swinging on damn ropes and then like, you know, uh, do, uh, to some time, uh, like Dante's to some time while in the midair, man. It is great. It is great, man. This game. And then don't, don't even get me started with the damn soundtrack. Soundtrack is just excellent. Uh, it's just like it's like the next next step of Hotline Miami in terms of the same kind of acid techno uh, beat wave techno. I don't even know what you really to describe it as. I forgot there. I think it's electronic. I guess generally is the best generalization of it but all in all man my friend Pedro this is stuff I had a thoroughly fantastic time with that game so that's why it's at my number nine uh number eight I have to give it to uh give it to my game uh Sekiro Shadows Die Twice uh everybody's like game award game of the year um it was good um but there's just other games i i liked more thoroughly but in terms of just the overall experience of it it definitely has a lot of the um bloodborne dark souls vibes um 
just overall flow uh being in a uh feudal japan setting as a ninja um was pretty great learning curve was kind of in the same manner as dark souls uh, bloodborne but whenever you got the hang of it it was pretty doable pretty uh pretty easy to kind of get learn learn the game like again basically because i think that's kind of works in secure's advantage because like a lot of people from dark souls and souls games playing this having that same mentality of being more defensive more uh cautious and patient uh but in this game is pretty much the the exact exact opposite where you have to be super aggressive don't give your opponent a chance to you know breathe and that's generally the the best philosophy to, to the for the most part for you to succeed in the game so all with that, all with the cool lore, uh, the dope ass moment. I'm not going to spoil. I'm just going to say that AP ain't playing. So, um, all in all, thoroughly enjoyed Secure Shadows Die Twice. It was pretty damn great. Pretty, pretty damn fantastic. Oh, the end boss. It was, it's a lot to totally love about that game, man. And, uh, yeah, that's why it has earned my number eight spot. Uh, next be Apex Legends. <laughs> Admittedly, I haven't played a lot of it, but in terms of what I did play, um, it's pretty great. It's of, of the Battle Royale games, it's definitely the one I'd be most uh, likely to play the most often. Uh, maybe maybe behind uh, Black Ops 4 uh, Blackout mode, but outside of that, uh, from all the times I did play, I probably played like a good 20, 15, 15, 20 hours, I say. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a pretty damn great game, solid. It has the freaking basically just Titanfall, uh, but in Battle Royale form, which is like, more, what more can you ask about that? It's just great. I mean, need I say more and then you know all the revolutionary systems they involved or you know implemented like the ping system uh which is now just getting copied by everybody now um yeah man pretty fantastic it's just polished greatness came out of nowhere nobody was expecting it just a straight legit shadow drop gapex did everything right man it had a really good surge and then maybe maybe teetered a bit, but still, I think it's still maintained a really hardcore fan base that uh, have been has been sticking with the game still since. So that's why I put Apex Legends at number seven. Try to do <laughs> try to do a corny, corny YouTube voice. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it at number six. I will put Gears five at number six, I guess it was kind of redundant, but uh, Gears 5, thoroughly enjoyed it, man. Um, had a great campaign. Uh, they did a lot of interesting stuff I wasn't expecting. Um, the open world mechanic, uh, you know, in terms of a couple segments in the game was, it was okay. It, it left a little to be desired. I just hope they kind of cut it out uh, with this, the next one, but it was fine, but it's like uh, this energy could have been focused on something else to, you know, further make the game that much better. Like the 
just focus that more on the linear campaign or added maybe a little bit more content to the campaign instead of doing or adding this uh, open world stuff. Um, I personally wasn't a fan of probably the biggest um, downside, I'd say, but it's not really saying much. I mean, it, it, it wasn't horrible. It's just like I would have preferred something else personally. So, um, outside of that, I mean, the, the gears is gears, man. Just the straight up, um, tried and true mechanics and gameplay is, is, is still bar to none. Really. Um, it's just great. It's, it's, it's just fantastic. Really? So, um, multiplayer is good. I would have liked to have some of our, um, some of the classic maps back, which hopefully in the further future content updates or operations, I guess that's their terminology for it. Uh, hopefully a lot of the classic maps will come back kind of in the, in the vein of, you know, call of duty and stuff too. So, um, yeah, overall I haven't been, I haven't played it as much, uh, but I have put a decent amount of time into it. I'd say be about 15, 20 hours in terms of, well, I guess on top of the campaign, technically that'd make it like maybe 40 ish hours, 35, 40 ish. Yeah. That sounds about right with including the, excuse me, campaign. So, um, yeah, man, um, I'm looking forward to a lot of the updates patches they make down the road. I haven't really been playing it hardcore since so much stuff has been coming out this year, but, um, I do see myself at least playing that, uh, somewhat consistently, uh, as time passes and especially as, uh, the new content packs come out. So that's what puts gears five at six. I guess that will kind of might've gelled well if it was at five gears, five at five, but I'm not, that, that's not my goal. I'm not trying to make it, make it make sense or make it it perfect. Cause it ain't, if it, if it ain't, it ain't. It ain't five, it's six on my list. That's where I put it there, you know? <laughs> so number five, uh, judgment. Uh, if you know me, you know me, I'm a, I'm a pretty big uh, Yakuza fan. Love the work that Ryu, Ryu Gagotoku Studios does with the Yakuza games uh, specifically. So this is basically a spinoff of Yakuza where not a spinoff. It's basically a totally new game uh, from the Yakuza people, uh, but basically has the same type of same type of flow or loop as the previous Yakuza games. But now the, I guess the biggest spin on it is that your detective, detective Yagami, and um yeah he's basically just trying to solve this main big murder and then like along the road you try to solve other smaller murders and stuff like that so basically the main kind of gimmick if you will is uh he's a detective instead of a yakuza so uh basically the total opposite of what uh, uh kiryu uh was so but actually that that leads to a lot of interesting stuff um in terms of just the investigative mechanic and stuff like that probably the one downside i can only see with this game 
pretty much is that uh, they were pretty excessive with the um, I forgot what they call them, but the um, tailgating, I think it, I think that's the term, the tailgating missions where basically you follow this person throughout the whole city and then you basically have to kind of you basically have to be patient and just wait and just keep walking. So it's basically just this this kind of loop that can get pretty trivial uh, and, and shortly enough where basically you trail the person and then um, uh, every now and then they'll look back like, oh. and then you're like, oh shit. And then I got, you got to hide and look inconspicuous and you have to like do that, which just feels just, uh, they kind of uh, leaned on that too much, in my opinion. They could have like let go, let go of that a little bit, and maybe at least not do it as much. But it's like pretty much almost every case you were working on, you'd have to do that once or twice, which uh, yeah, it started to get old. But outside of that, that's probably the only downside um, from the game specifically. Everything else was pretty great, actually. Can't recall anything I just negatively totally despised outside of that. That was and that was pretty close, but I didn't necessarily despise it. It was like, oh, okay, I got to trail this person again. It just felt like it could have been some better way, some more speedier way to kind of maybe go about that. But who knows? Maybe like um, the the sequel. Hopefully, if that comes to be, they might uh, solve that or figure that out or whatever. So. Um, and then, yeah, it has a lot of the pretty much the same beats as a Yakuza game in terms of, you know, you have sub stories in this game. They're called side cases. And then, um, what else after that? Trying to think. Um, yeah, it's just, just more so of a focus on, uh, being, being a, a, a judge. Well, you used to be a judge. Um, well, not a judge, a um, lawyer, and now you've you've uh, let it pass because you you did a totally bad thing and let somebody off the hook that shouldn't have been, and now you're basically a detective uh, in that 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 instance. So it is some cool stuff. You do get like some cool uh, Phoenix Wright tones, obviously. I think uh, yeah, they totally make like direct uh, references and satire of Phoenix Wright as well. So. If you are a fan of that, that also um, comes into play in addition. Um, but yeah, man, outside of that has all the great, uh, you know, loops that uh, Yakuza has in terms of just the combat uh, sub story slash, I guess, side uh, side cases. Um, and then, you know, you had a couple minor hints at uh, the next or, you know, the Yakuza series, not directly. Uh, there's like some smaller characters, super small characters that you, you know, would see in a Yakuza game. But outside of that, like no major characters at all. They I was very surprised how separate they really kept this game from uh, the main Yakuza game. So I was expecting more. I honestly would have liked a little bit more crossover um not maybe drastic like you know maybe Majima comes out of nowhere or you know just see him in passing or something that would have been cool I thought but it's nothing it I don't consider that a uh detriment to the game's quality or anything like that so overall had a great time put a lot of damn time into it as well like boy 
hundred, maybe 120 hours, I think. Um, enjoyed every damn minute of it. It was great. It was great. And yeah, so that is judgment. Number five. Coming in at number four. Gotta give it to. Gotta give it to. It's only necessary. I gotta give it to uh, Moss Hunter World Iceborne. Because, uh, Jesus, this game is uh, one of the best DLCs this year, hands down for sure. And I dare I say the decade. Yeah, probably the decade, actually. Best DLC to the de- of the decade. <laughs> I think that uh, is, is a pretty safe safe assumption for me. So, um, yeah, so Monster Hunter World Iceborne is basically, yeah, a huge-ass content update for Monster Hunter World. Basically, the biggest issue that a lot of people, or at least I would assume a lot of people um, had, myself included, with Monster Hunter World is just the lack of monsters and variety of monsters. So I think this DLC, obviously, for sure, for certain, uh, solved that um, in terms of, you know, adding all that. Then you also get a couple of new locales. You get this whole guiding lands uh, mechanic, which basically uh, is that kind of a spoiler? I'm I'm a dance around it. I'll just say guiding lands. So, um yeah, so you ha- kind of have that going on where it's just like a lot of ridiculous content. And then on top of that, they, they, they're they still adding content uh, as well. So you're getting uh, some new monster variants, some new monsters all together. Um, so it's like they're not even stopping after that. So, um, yeah, and then, you know, a couple of mechanics uh, in terms of like this claw system. I think clutch claw where basically you get to latch on to the monster and, you know, do it additional damage or, or uh, basically get them to get knocked down and stuff like that. Um, so all of that um, leads to a lot of great content. You get a new home world, new hub. Um, I think it's just, it's the DLC. A lot of us fans have been asking for, and uh, it did not disappoint did not disappoint and in, in, in a matter of fact it uh surpassed expectations i'd say personally so that's why it is at number four on my list uh coming in hot at number three i had to this is a game that's been um I don't know how to it's been on the ropes it's been somewhat maybe showing signs of of uh going out or um not being on his prime and uh that would have to be call of duty modern warfare so uh it was pretty much up in the air initially uh what this game was that uh, at least a lot of us were just assuming it was just going to be call of duty 4 or call of duty 4 modern warfare 4 because technically Call of Duty 4 was the first they started as Modern Warfare. So that would have, I guess that would have been weird confusion in and of itself, which I guess probably isn't the main reason they rebooted, but um, uh, that maybe is just a small factor, at least got that train of thought going like, yeah, it's going to be weird. So we got Call of Duty 4, but we can't, well, I guess they would call it Modern Warfare 4, but I guess it's just funny that 
Call of Duty 4 was the, the first Call of Duty they went into Modern Warfare or whatever. But then again, after that, that's when they spun off the Call of Duty games in their own kind of sub games, if you will. So it is what it is. I mean, the ends justified the means anyway. So I think they did make a good decision rebooting the whole game um, or series. Um, just in terms of just the, the game from a technical standpoint is just great. Just the, the graphical fidelity, uh, even for somebody playing on Xbox one X, it is fantastic. PlayStation four. When I played it on there, uh, PS4 pro excellent played it on PC. Excellent. It's just, it's just great on all facets. And, uh, in terms of just, uh, just the technical lengths they go to in terms of the um, just the small little stuff mechanics, which is which Call of Duty's always been great about doing, where you know, just little stuff that they do in the games that you know you wouldn't think about, but like kind of the small details that you don't necessarily first look notice, but after you kind of it all comes to come together in one one thing that you do actually realize and appreciate. That's definitely Call of Duty in a nutshell for sure. I do like the inclusion of the more smaller enclosed kind of environments now where it's like you never thought about it until like this game where basically it's like, yeah, I guess the environments were very unusually large for people to navigate because, you know, they didn't know how to actually develop for smaller enclosed spaces and, you know, uh, not a lot of characters just clipping across the room and, and things like that. So it was pretty crazy to have a very claustrophobic experience, like going through a, uh, you know, house when you're trying to basically find a particular person and, you know, you kind of get those dynamics where it's just like a very quiet, methodical uh, type of experience that I guess I've never really seen in a, I guess, traditional shooter, um, which was pretty refreshing actually. So I think ultimately in terms of like the, a lot of the decisions they made in developing in this, this game, uh, it, 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 I think it paid off, uh, pretty well. Uh, I was overall very satisfied, satisfied with the campaign. Um, I'm trying to think, in terms of how it ranks up uh, amongst the previous campaigns that I can recall. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of damn campaigns called Dewey had. And then it's like the factor in the uh, black ops and other ones. I'll say uh, we'll at least limit it to the modern warfare games. That's pretty fair. I have to say I liked it better. Uh, yeah, it it will probably be modern warfare. Hmm. I feel like (laughs) I'm giving a bias to two because I like the multiplayer so much, but I think I did like, I think I liked, I think I did like two a lot. Um, not for the controversial, no Russian mission or whatever, <coughs> but I think I found myself more engaged in two more. So I have to say probably two, one, ah, no, cause all gillied up. That's a fantastic mission. Yeah. I'd have to give it to one to so probably be one, two, 
Modern Warfare, and then three. Um, yeah, that's probably where I rank them. So it's definitely a legit, um, legit campaign for sure. I thoroughly enjoyed it though. But as how it stacks up to the other ones, I'd say I definitely would put um, at least I'd put a third behind the first two because it's just like they were so pivotal and groundbreaking. Um, you know, at the time, especially, uh, so maybe it more than likely has that kind of luster going for it in my head, at least. So it's not much I remember about three. So that's definitely why I did put it at last, but I, I had a great experience with that one too. So just to kind of give a gauge of how I rank those, um, in terms of greatness, you know, but, uh, yeah. So, but I mean, probably the reason you're going to keep coming back is uh for sure for certain the multiplayer which is does not disappoint on top of that we we have cross play in a call of duty game that is just i can't believe i'm saying that that is like that's crazy to me that like we're coming to that age in games now especially on the the wake of new consoles coming that like crossplay is gonna be like a thing. That is still weird to me, man. It's hard to fathom that like, you know, me being on Xbox could play with somebody on PS4 or PC. That is so weird to me. Um, I'm still not used to that facet yet, you know, outside of Fortnite and stuff like that. So I really, I really do hope that becomes a standard. I'm pretty certain it is, especially now that we kind of have that going in and easing into our new, uh, the next generation next year. I really do hope that, uh, that, that becomes a standard, but going back to Call of Duty, the gunplay is just great. Just the guns sound good. Just the, the, the visual animations of the gun just feel visceral and just enthralling. It just everything about that game I thoroughly enjoy. The map selection is pretty good. Some horrible, atrocious maps. Uh, I'm looking at you, Euphrates Bridge. Uh, Piccadilly, I, I did initially not like for a while, but I'm starting to warm up to Piccadilly. Um, those only two ones that I just thoroughly like ugh, every time, every time it comes in the queue, but uh, uh, they are at, they did add some of the classic map so now I would like this game ton of a hell of a lot more now they added vacant and crash so I mean it's in my good graces just because of that so um hope they add a lot of more um which it's it's a given and then on top of that the maps are free that's that's great so there's no segregation of people who bought the map packs and who didn't um there is microtransactions but it's not a uh, it's not necessary. I'm personally okay with microtransactions as long as they're cosmetic and, you know, aren't a detriment to a detriment to your, your gameplay experience. So like, you know, like in the other call of duties before where, you know, they had these powerful ass guns that are behind a paywall technically, or took an insane amount of time to actually get, uh, which in this one, you can actually get those weapons. I think they cut it off in that way where, if anything, if you don't even buy the battle pass here, or whatever, you can at least get the guns, which is pretty good. So all in all, worthy uh, addition to Call of Duty uh, from a multiplayer standpoint, definitely my definitely one of my 
most favorite Call of Duties uh, right behind Modern Warfare 2. So that's saying something for me personally, uh, especially to keep playing like I have been pretty fairly consistently. So, yeah, man, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the reboot, successfully rebooted. So looking forward to what the next one's going to be, what they're going to do. But all in all, I'm, I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be playing. <laughs> So a number two, I mean, it's it's a given. It's a given. Does a does a, a polar bear shit in the woods? I'm just saying, you know. I guess that wouldn't validate my point, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, Resident Evil Two remake, conveniently at number two. I didn't do that on purpose. I just that's how I felt. So boy, man. I mean, I was hyped for this game regardless because, boy, this is the dream we've all had for Resident Evil 2 to be remade and, boy, to be re- re- remade in this this fidelity uh, and this age in gaming is is a sight to behold. That that RE engine looking delicious. I just want to lick, lick uh, Leon's cheeks. Like, you know, I ain't going to lie, Leon. I'm sorry. I'm just... Just saying, you look good on the TV. So, I'm. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta lick it just to be real. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I lick my TV. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Let me be great. All right. <laughs> Let me be great by licking my TV when I like what I see. Okay. It's not. It's not weird at all. Don't judge me. You do it too. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, man, they I think they I feel it's always a hard balance when when uh, making a remake specifically uh, to, you know, how much do you reinvent the game and do some new additions or changes versus um, staying true to the source material. Um, and that's always a hard balance, man, because it's like it's it's a lot of people you're not going to please and people are going to get pissed and stuff like that. But I feel like, man, Capcom, they keep doing it. It's like they really kept that balance of, you know, uh, making reinventing some stuff or kind of fleshing out some stuff um, that, you know, at the time could have could use an update overall as well as staying true to the original source material and, you know, not detracting too much from that, which I felt like they did a really great balance of that in this remake. Freaking Mr. X, just his whole kind of reinvention now. Ah, that he freaking terrified the hell out of me, uh, seeing him at first, knowing that he can stalk you throughout the whole damn game. Uh, that's just, it's just great. All in all, that that's just great in of itself, man. Um, yeah, just overall, it's a traditional Resident Evil game. Them making that bold choice to go third person and, you know, abandon uh, the fixed camera, which a lot of people were suspecting was going to be the case. Um, or, you know, that they were going to stick with third person or what? what a, I just forgot the term fixed camera. So... 
kind of them not doing that and you know that's always kind of a shaky slow but i was like yeah still might work and sure enough it still does they 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 reinvented it now to actually make it be legit in that that sense which it totally has i feel like for sure um yeah man the game just delivered on so many fronts um there's a couple downsides of course um that you could nitpick if you want like um uh the sewer part was kind of weak ish um would have preferred some i don't know some more i guess fleshing out of that if you will or making that kind of better but i don't know it's like it's fine um would have liked the zapping system to have came back uh where basically um you know if you got a particular item from your campaign and then you load up the next person campaign that you play with that they would be able to benefit or get whatever item you don't have. And that kind of comes into play or kind of in turn with uh, the campaigns. I wish um, the A and B campaigns were more different. Uh, They were pretty similar for the most part, just, just some slight variations, but not enough to be like, this is a totally different campaign. Um, that's probably personally what I would have liked and, uh, you know, wanted more, but that's kind of accent for a lot in general. I mean, considering the scope of what they're doing, I'm totally fine with what they did, but you know, if I had to nitpick at something I would have preferred or would have liked, that would be it. Um, but all in all, they pretty much kept very true to the original while yet still, um, deviating enough to you know kind of feel fresh and new which uh man they did a great job um even like the combat with the zombies kind of still um encouraging you to stay still encouraging you to stay in place to shoot when you technically do have the luxury of moving and shooting but they make it more encouraging for you to stand and shoot by you know um increasing your critical shot rate uh, by standing still, which is just pretty ingenious. I never thought that that would be like a kind of a aspect and then it, it's practical cause it makes sense. Cause you know, you obviously would have a harder time shooting if you're moving. So all in all, fantastic game, which is why is that my number two resident evil two and number two and boy, can't wait for that RE3 remake. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be so damn great. Um, and at number one, I have to give it, have to give it to Devil May Cry 5. It was a bit of a mental debate in terms of if I should put RE2 at number one, but I'd say based on the grounds that RE2 is a remake um, and overall in terms of the replayability and time spent playing uh, I yeah ultimately had to give it to Devil May Cry 5 um, especially the adversity they came with making the game like what has been like almost 8 years 11 I think 11 years since 4 and we're not going to count the damn um reboot because uh i just don't believe it anymore now because 
that's how they disrespected the original game. I didn't really appreciate that, but but I digress. But coming back to to form, they delivered on so many things with this with the combat, uh, fleshing out Dante and Nero and new character V. Um, yeah, just everything flowed so well. The progression, uh, the combat was just magnificent. Soundtrack is pretty good. Um, yeah, all that together makes for a pretty damn great game. Story was pretty good. Um, yeah, just on all facets, it was pretty great. I had a, a great ass time with that game. Um, I definitely plan to play it more too. I want to do some of those harder modes as well, which I, yeah, I think I immediately play like two, three times, two, three times, at least twice. I think, um, full, full and through. So normally that's my, 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 uh, my gauge of how much I like a game. If I beat it and I'll play it immediately right after that's when I know I'm, it's one of my top games. So, and that's pretty much the case with, Devil May Cry 5 as well as RE2 obviously too so um yeah um what else to really discuss with that game I mean it, it does everything so right just yeah everything is, is pretty good the combat um yeah oh don't even get me started on the damn graphics cause whew, that that that, oof, that game looks pretty as hell Man, this RE engine boy. Um, they need to. They need to. What they what they feeding this damn thing? They need to feed this thing crack or whatever. Cause it's like, it's just looking. Everything you put that damn thing on, it looks magnificent. I'm just saying, it looks so good. I'm just, I'm I'm about to be looking my whole damn screen. I'm gonna get some some damn moisture damage on these my damn TV. Cause I keep licking stuff. <laughs> I keep licking my damn screen cause it looks so good. So <laughs> I can't stop licking my screen. What's going on? <laughs> it looks so good. I can't help it. I got to lick it. <laughs> um, Yeah. So that is my uh, top 10 games of 2019. Uh, I, I feel like I should uh, have some honorable mentions. Uh, first one will probably be try the strikes again. No more heroes. Thoroughly enjoyed the game, loved the game, but um, ultimately compared to other ones, it just didn't stack up because it's a uh, it, it was a little bit mindless of a beat 'em up and definitely totally um different from its traditional games. No more heroes one and two. Um, did like some of the nods for the potential sequel. Uh, but overall, ultimately, and oh boy, don't even give me any start on that soundtrack. That soundtrack is great. So damn great. Ugh, so damn good. But um, yeah, ultimately, um, the combat wasn't uh, enough for me personally. It just didn't ultimately stack up, you know, compared to other games. But I had a great time with it. Um, but yeah, in terms of just how different it is from the original games, uh, didn't really do it for me that much. I uh, love the story and all the story building and all that, uh, kind of like hyping everything up for No More Heroes 3. So um, that in and of itself is great, but compared to other games I did play this year, I have to, it uh, didn't make the list. So 
probably the next game would be Death Stranding. Uh, yeah, it's like the more I've thought about it since beating it, it's it was a great experience that I'm glad I did experience at least once. But um, yeah, outside of that, I it, it just did not stick with me like I uh, wanted for a Hideo Kojima game. Um, I totally respected and appreciated kind of the the drastic, not drastic, but the, I guess drastic, the drastic change in terms of a whole new genre or trying to make a whole new genre in terms of uh, in our gaming land space, basically with, uh, you know, stranded. And I did find myself very enthralled and like, you know, uh, the beautiful environments first and foremost, that's definitely what kept me like interested and engaged with my character, uh, Norman Reedus kind of having him, seeing him trick through everything and whatnot. Uh, and it was, yeah, something very weirdly, oddly relaxing and fulfilling about that, which, uh, as well kind of, you know, kept me engaged with, uh, the game and mechanics. Because I could tell you at the surface, it seemed like this game would not not really appeal to me. And at least kind of what was kind of keeping me going to was that I was thinking like, mm, I don't know. I feel like this is a ruse that like basically it's a kind of a uh, facade or maybe like Hideo was going to pull like a Metal Gear Solid 2 and like, you know, drastically change the game from what like he showed in the trailers or something like that. Uh, that's at least what I was thinking. Um, but uh, ultimately did not end up being that way. There is some some combat, not as much as I preferably would want, um, but that's not like a big thing. I mean, he does it so well in terms of, you know, a previous Metal Gear Solid game. So that's kind of the, the expectations I did have going in, even though I, it was kind of realistic to do that considering he did kind of temper expectations in that aspect to some extent, you know, saying what the game is. So, but I mean, I, I did have a great experience with it, but it would not, I, yeah, I wouldn't put it in my top 10 for sure, but I am glad I did play it. Glad I did play it and experience it. So, um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else I wanted to mention? Probably. Uh, yeah, those are really the only ones I really wanted to kind of bring attention to, at least that I kind of wanted to or for whatever one reason or another, you know, did have to spend a good amount of time with, but ultimately didn't make it. So I think I will leave it at that in particular. So. OK, so those are my top 10 games of 2019 probably some other stuff I play before the year's over but um, at least I'll give myself a cutoff and just say these are these are the games and you know let's say if from break I happen to oh my god I should have should have had uh, oh yeah I guess that's worth mentioning too some of the games I didn't get around to this year that I wanted to play uh, Disco Elysium hearing a lot of stuff about that game I'm definitely planning to play that at some point um, the Outer Wilds. I heard a lot of stuff about that. Would like to experience that, play that. 
outer worlds <laughs> not to just confuse the hell out of people uh, between those two uh, definitely plan to play that at some point and it was some other game I was thinking I wanted to play but I can't remember no maybe that was it oh uh, Astro Chain I played a little bit of it uh, but not enough to you know provide a verdict basically around when it came out but I never got back to legitimately playing it to, you know formulate an opinion and overall you know verdict on it um, so yeah those I think are pretty much the only games that are on my radar that I wanted to play before the, end of the year but don't see that happening maybe Astro Chain and um, Outer Worlds probably be realistically the games I'll more likely at least get through before the end of the year um because i think the other ones are a little bit longer maybe outer wilds is shorter i'm not sure i have to look that up but yeah so just in case you weren't aware or didn't know of the games some of the bigger games that uh maybe weren't on my list that's maybe a one reason why or you know maybe just just horrible i didn't like them and they still didn't make my list but i don't know either way just to kind of shed some light on that particular aspect in general. But yeah, overall, I'd say it's a great year, man, for gaming. I think each year is getting better technically. Um, I'm not sure why a lot of people weren't impressed with this year. Boy, for me personally, this was a magnificent year. I had a lot of my favorites that came out. Um, uh, probably my favorites of, of all time, you know, uh, for certain and uh, uh, I, I guess we should probably uh, yeah we could do top 10 games of the decade as well why not I did make that list as well so I'll skip I'll skip the games that uh, you know I probably talked about before and then I have 20 though, top 20 games of 20 of the decade. Uh, just for a sake of time, we'll, we'll rapid fire it. Um, so number 20, Yakuza Kwame. Love that game. Love it. Love it. Love it. A lot of people were, um, probably think, why would I put zero in it? I personally feel I liked one better, weirdly enough. I know a lot of people like zero more than anything, but it is at 21. I'll say that. So there you go. Uh, number 19, I'd put a Dark Souls because, man, that game has changed everything in terms of how we develop games now and how games are are, you know, well, influenced overall. You see so many clones of that game type. I mean, that goes to show how, you know, great it was and is. Um, it was my first experience with that game or that game type. So it was a, uh, it was an interesting role where, you know, basically uh, it was, uh, you know, a lot of ups and downs. I literally like, stopped playing that game for like maybe a solid couple days I want to say and came back to it and then you know 
actually started progressing again and got that great fulfillment feeling of fulfillment and then ultimately beating the game was one of the best feelings ever so that's why I had to for sure put it in my top 20 certainly Bloodborne I put that on top uh, I just like the environment uh, setting much better and in terms of just overall gameplay lore um, I just enjoyed that more than Dark Souls uh, from that aspect so uh, have to put Devil's Third at 17 I know nobody would ever put this in their top 20 but man let me tell you that damn multiplayer was magnificent specifically for the multiplayer is why I put it up there because it was one of the best most enjoyable online experience I've had um, albeit it's kind of from a uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 so broken it's fun type of uh, I guess uh, angle um, but either way that that is huh, that is a great game just, just by how fun it is uh, probably because I was getting a lot of kills I was just obliterating people that are maybe on Wi-Fi connections I don't know but I thoroughly had a great experience with it overall and uh, you know I was getting my ass whooped uh, killed sometimes but ultimately I was always killing killing folks so <laughs> maybe that's why I liked it so much but uh, just overall mechanics of the game kind of the mix between first person and uh, Ninja Gaiden, if you will, because I think Itagaiki, the guy who made Ninja Gaiden, um, did work on this one. So it had a lot of those inspirations and kind of mechanics. You can like throw melee weapons and then there was melee combat on top of that. It was a great, great game. It's so unfortunate how uh, its fate was sealed, basically, um, you know, being left to slaughter, be slaughtered. Um, if you don't know the history about it, that it got released, it was originally going to be on the Xbox 360 and PS3, I think initially. And then they basically were on the, the cusp of canceling it or something like that. And I think Nintendo came to save it. And then after Nintendo saved it and then they, you know, were pretty much ready to ship it for some reason, they, Nintendo just backed out of it completely. I guess maybe they just saw the quality of the game before they it was about to release, and they just like, well, we're not, we're just gonna pretend this didn't happen. But it's gonna, you can, you can get it. it you will release it, but as <sighs> this is basically Nintendo. Well, like, uh, um, that was thirds coming out uh, December. Uh, it's unfortunate, but I thoroughly had a great time with it. I'm like, I'm gonna get this game because I mean, just the overall setting and, and just the uh, everything that's in it just, just sold me completely for sure, regardless of, I guess, the quality of it. So that's why I put it at number 17. Number 16, have to do Red Dead Redemption. I was pretty close to. Uh, putting Red Dead Redemption 2 but I think just I think just the, the initial games always have that better like I guess lasting impression and resonance compared to the sequel because uh, I don't know it's just the first one stuck with me more 
uh, in a lot of ways. And especially I like I still like the multiplayer more than uh, two. It's been a minute since I played um, two in terms of the multiplayer, but still it's I think overall as an overall package, I did thoroughly enjoy the first one more than two. But I mean, I did thoroughly enjoy two as well. So if I had to choose, though, for the decade, I have to give it to Red Dead Redemption one. I think it's just more concise um, overall, just more. Just a more whole package, so. Um, number 16, I have to give Apex Legends, which I already mentioned, so I'll skip that. Uh, number 14, Counter-Strike Go. Oh uh, man, this, this is Counter-Strike. <laughs> So all I can really tell you is it's great. Just the 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 gameplay uh, is just tight and just very calculated and random, which I think just adds to the game's luster, in my opinion. Uh, the there is a focal point that you can you know really hone down and get 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 down to it if you work hard enough, which I never normally have the enough time to devote to, but. For people that are into that, it is there, but it's great. Just the gunplay, and they basically kind of improving on what they already have uh, in terms of the base general game of Counter Strike. It's great, man. It's great. It's perfection. It really is. Um, thirteen. I have to give it to Overwatch. I mean, when that game came out, it was so damn pivotal. I'd say in ter- for multiplayer, um, getting people wouldn't play multiplayer shooters in particular to play it, um, kind of having those options for those folks, just overall personality of the, of the heroes and, uh, you know, kind of the overall gameplay. It's like, it feels like just Disney, Disney, the shooter kind of in a sense, but it's cooler. That's probably the best way. <laughs> Disney, Disney uh, for shooters, but cooler. That's that's basically Overwatch in a nutshell. But uh, I put a ton of time into this game. Uh, you know, with friends and myself, um, various different platforms. Just it, it's just so much, so much appeal to the game. Just so much luster uh, that just is so attractive to me. Um, for this game. So that's why it's at number 13. Uh Halo 5 and number 12. Man, this game is probably the best Halo next to Halo 2, I'd say. Um personally. Um the gameplay is tight. Uh just the implementation of running now uh just seems to just fit in in this in this game just overall just the gunplay and netcode was just is just perfection man it is it is great every time i play the game i have a great experience with it so um campaign admittedly is is not the best um but uh i've it's probably the uh, halo i've played the most behind halo 2 uh, i guess i can't say that behind halo 2 and 3 probably yeah definitely behind halo 2 and 3 is the I hate next Halo I played the most. I guess you can't really count Master Chief Collection as a collection of everything else, but actually, that is my number 11 uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. Being able to play every Halo multiplayer 
uh, is, 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 is a gift from the heavens to me personally because I missed Halo 2 uh, after they shut the servers down so I've always been wanting to play it and now I have that outlet to play it whenever I want which is pretty great as well as the other Halo games and then just having so many damn games to play in one it's just insane and of course they immediately had issues you know during release of um uh initial release for the game with you know matchmaking issues and stuff like that but i personally didn't run into it much uh i i did have the issues with the uh unusual long matchmaking times but then it was kind of hit or miss like one day it would be like that other day it wouldn't but at least now it's definitely is more consistent than it was before and then now you have the addition of freaking Halo Reach now, so even more <laughs> multiplayer games to add to the mix is great. It's so great. It's so great. That's why I set my number eleven. Number ten, I have to give it to Gears of War Three. Definitely the Gears I've played. Mm, four is up there, actually. Honestly, uh. I might might have still played three more. Yeah, I still think I still played three the most. Uh, maybe one actually. I technically played the most. It's hard to say, but it's definitely of my top three. Uh, definitely my top three in terms of gears. Uh, and uh, I'd say my favorite gears. Um, so far, yeah, I still say it's still my favorite f- over five. I haven't put enough time in the five to say that, but. Initially, currently, it is still my favorite gears of all time. So just I hope they bring the sawed off shotgun back, man. That that game that that gun was great. Please bring the um please bring justice for the sawed off shotgun to gears. I'm just I'm just start that campaign right now. It was so great. So um number nine. Have to give it a Streets of Rage remake. Technically, this is not a legit game or whatever, whatever you want to spin it, whatever want to make it. But it's hard to ignore the immense work that Bomber Games put into this fan game of uh, the Streets of Rage series. I'm a huge fan of Streets of Rage, and this is just a, a great love letter to Streets of Rage. Just the, the characters, you can play literally almost all the damn characters in the game, not really, but a, a reasonable amount of pretty much the characters you wanted to play the most you can play in this game. Um, the branching paths, that was so damn cool. You basically can play uh, the storyline of one, two, three, and then a couple of uh, original ones they had it too. Uh, they added a new character um, to a secret character, basically. Um, just all that together, just just added for just a immaculate great game, I'd say. It just has so much replayability. You can uh, buy cheats and character variants and. Uh, it's a shame that this game didn't officially see the light of day that uh, I think Sega ultimately took it down. But on the good side, we are getting Streets of Rage 4. So, I mean, it's not all bad, but I, I still would put it at my number nine because it's it is a great ass game only on PC. But still, that doesn't detract from how great this damn game is. Love this game. Love it. Love it. You hear me? I love it. 
That's why I said my number nine. Um, number eight, I have to give it to. It was a, it was a debate, but I think I ultimately, yeah, I ultimately have to give it to No More Heroes Two: Desperate Struggle. Um, just the gameplay, they improved on everything um, tenfold. Um, the story is great in terms of continuation of the original one. Um, the music soundtrack is, oh, is just great. It's such, it's just a love letter to otakus, which I, I thoroughly enjoy. Just the satire of an otaku. That's, that's just what I found. So I find so fun about it. Um, it's great, man. It is great. And you know, for a game for the Wii, which uh, I never really thought I'd actually, after a while, I didn't think I really would play it like that. But boy, this game was is a killer app for Wii. I would get this. I would get a Wii for this game in particular, um, which I'm glad I did get a Wii after getting this game because it is great. It is so great. <laughs> I replay it, you know, at least fairly often as well. So. Uh, number six, have to give it to Grand Theft Auto Five slash Grand Theft Auto Online. I, I include those both into the package because they are in one package. Uh, man, I mean, Grand Theft Auto is Grand Theft Auto. Do I have to say any more, really? I mean, just the amount of detail with the characters and the world uh, environment you're in. They just every year they or every uh, iteration, they always improve upon it. And this is no, this is, this one's no different. And as, as well as with the online mode specifically, that's probably the biggest gain. They had a, uh, a great expansive world that is basically, you know, ongoing technically. Um, you know, they, it's such a, you know, economy in that world and just so much to do. It's just great. This this it's a reason why this game is, still in the top 10 to this day. That's still, that's still freaking befuddles the hell out of me. This game is still freaking selling to this day. It is crazy. Uh, number five, have to give it to uh call of duty black ops Four. in terms of all the call of duties this is definitely by far my personal favorite. Uh, it's probably the one I've played the most, maybe behind, uh, black ops two. But overall, in terms of just the the blackout mode, the just the the the, the great standard uh, deathmatch traditional gameplay modes is damn near great. The campaign, well, <laughs> I don't know. I was about to say it it didn't have a campaign, but I mean, actually, honestly, didn't it didn't uh, add to its detriment because I still probably played it um, as much, if not more, than uh, the other Call of Duties in that sense. So. That's why it is at number five. Number four had to do it. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So clearly we already talked about this uh, in uh, previous lists. So I'll skip that. Uh, number three, The Last of Us. This game, man, just revolutionary. Uh, just the overall um, survival aspect. You get like some vibes of Resident Evil, but you get the really interesting dynamic where you have real world. Well, not real world, but um, normal people or I forgot the term they use. 
I'm, I'm gonna say stranglers, but I know that's not the term, but basically, um, real people that are corrupted in one way or another to try to survive. Um, but all in all, it is, it, it added to a great, great game. Awesome story. Um, just all in all graphics, pretty much they, everything they nailed. So, uh, that is why I have to give it my number three spot. So, uh, number two, RE2 remake, of course. And then number one, steel devil may cry five. Cause it's that great. So there you go. So all in all, that is my top 20 games of the decade, as well as the top 10 games of the decade. So there you go. Um, yeah. So outside of that, um, let's talk about a couple of games I did play. Um, Center World, uh, pretty much same deal. Uh, they did add an event or whatever, so I was still getting into that. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, finished that recently. That was pretty good. Uh, overall, yeah, I had a great experience with it. Uh, wasn't a fan of the difficulty, so I did knock it down a story. And I, I, I guess because I wanted to be a freaking Jedi badass and feel that way, which I felt like this difficulty mode was kind of detracted from. And I don't know, I don't feel like Dark Souls and Star Wars really mix like that, but that's just me. So, um, but overall, I did have a great, ex- have a great experience with it. So, yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was really good. Um, yeah. Uh, then I think I forgot to mention it last episode, but I did get around to playing the Yakuza seven demo. Uh, so this is the Yakuza with the drastic change, uh, from beat em up to a traditional RPG. Uh, it was, uh, I, I was actually surprised by how much, uh, I, I did like it. Um, I can see myself getting engaged with it. I, I was at least from playing a demo. So, at least that's definitely uh, increased my, I guess, enjoyment of the um, or potential enjoyment of it uh, when it comes out. So it is it is it did warm me up to the turn based combat. So it's fine. It's fun. Um. Then, yeah, we talked about my friend Pedro and the list countdown. Uh, Untitled Goose Game, pretty great game, I have to say. Uh, I was very delighted by how much I liked the game. Uh, just being an asshole to just random people <laughs> was this is pretty funny. And just the creativity, uh, how you can do that was pretty cool. So basically, it, it, I kind of see it as a puzzle game to some extent where basically you just have to figure out, they give you all these objectives uh, to do in the game. So basically steal the hat off a person. So basically you kind of have to figure out how can I do that? And then it's uh you know, kind of that, that cool sense of discovery of being an asshole, like, Oh, I could be a dick this way or whatever. So 
Uh, overall, I was very delighted by the game. Also, I really loved how it was respectful of your time. Uh, wasn't too long. Didn't overstay its welcome. I think it had the great length for what it was, which I was very, um, very uh, accepting of. So, um, yeah. I mean, outside of that, all in all, um, yeah, man, that's been it for me. So I think that's a pretty good note to end uh, the year 2019 with. I gave you my top 10 games of the year, top 20 games of the decade. What more do you want from me? <laughs> what more do you want from me? And I had to pull the Tice Reese. <laughs> Tyrese, Reese, Tyrese on y'all. Um, yeah. So I think that's a good note to end it on guys. Uh, of course that housekeeping, I'm like, I'm gonna keep that house up. Um, if you did, uh, enjoy, uh, or enjoy the show, uh, feel free, uh, to like, uh, provide good feedback or any feedback actually, or honestly, um, as greatly appreciated, uh, on iTunes, feel free to, I forgot what the thing you do on there is rate. Feel free to rate on iTunes. Greatly be appreciated. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like to submit to the show, feel free to, uh, send an email to a switch TV at gmail.com. Uh, if I get enough, I will read them on the show or dedicate a segment to the show uh, for them. Um, what else? Uh, you can always catch me on Thursdays, except for next two weeks on uh twist TV slash a switch, uh, where I do record this podcast. <laughs> Why did I, I just, I just gave up. <laughs> you could, <laughs> you record. <laughs> now nah, I can't even say it. Uh, where you can catch this podcast live on uh, Twitch TV slash a switch. Uh, you can also catch me on the tubes of you, AKA YouTube at youtube.com slash a switch where uh, I think I talked about last episode where I am making a progress to getting um, these episodes recorded for video to, to be able to upload on YouTube because of the fickle nature of YouTube where it doesn't let you, uh, directly upload, uh, MP3s for the MP3 only or audio only podcast. I did up until a point where I started going live on Twitch to record. So, uh, that'll get figured out one way or another, as well as to start uploading stuff on YouTube as well. So, uh, yeah, outside of that, that's pretty much it guys. Uh, wish you guys a happy new year and all that good stuff. We on that year, boy, 2020, You're like just something you have to do something for 2020 for some reason. I'm not sure what, but I don't know. 20, 20 alcohol, 20 yogurts. I don't, does that doesn't sound good together, but you know what? Maybe it does. You never know. Try it out. 2020, you drink, drink alcohol and eat yogurt at the same time. You never know. Might be might be good for you. I don't know. <laughs> don't don't follow my advice. You might die. <laughs> don't follow my advice. Um 
so yeah guys i feel like i, I need to say something more because it's gonna be a while and uh, i won't see you until 2020 i feel like it's gonna be a long time but it's not really but uh yeah guys until next time 2020 again happy new year <laughs> Nobody's safe.